Hey, Katie. Hi, Ben. What do you know about recurrent neural nets? Because I don't really know anything. Well, I know enough to talk about them for about 20 minutes, so maybe that'll get us through the next episode. (laughs) Sounds good. You're listening to Linear Digressions. Okay, the only thing I can contribute to this discussion, other than silly questions, is that when I think of neural nets, I think of shower caps. What? Because they're kind of like nets and they go over your neural, your brain. I, I don't know. Like, I really don't have anything. <laughs> All right. Well, let me try to fill up your neural net with something a little bit more useful here. So Thank recurrent you. neural nets. Yeah, recurrent neural nets. And in particular, I'm thinking a little bit about a specific kind called LSTMs or long short-term memory. We'll get to that in a moment. All right. Recurrent neural nets are a particular architecture of neural net. So um, a lot of people might be familiar with, say, a multi-layer perceptron, which is usually the first one, that, the first kind of neural net that you see, or the pictures that uh, show up in a lot of whatever popular science publications or whatever, where you can imagine that there's uh, a bunch of inputs, then there's some kind of complicated transformation that happens in some so-called hidden layer, and then the outputs from that hidden layer are then transformed into the outputs of of the neural net. And sometimes right. you can have multiple hidden layers that are in the middle and it can get, get very complicated. And in general, that's kind of the neural net architecture, very generically speaking. And the reason we call them neural nets is because we've kind of modeled the uh, structure of them kind of on the on the way that human brains work and neurons work. Originally, yeah. So the idea is that a neuron has a bunch of inputs and then based on the electrical signals that get passed along those inputs, then the neuron decides whether to fire or not. And that was the original inspiration. I think we've wandered rather far away from that. Um, They're not particularly faithful representations, but, but neural nets seem to do a very good job at a lot of kinds of fairly challenging uh, machine learning problems. And so they're, uh, they're rightfully getting a lot of image processing is a good one. Image processing is one, and uh, recurrent neural nets are sort of the state of the art for dealing with time series data. So in particular, I'm thinking about things like speech data uh, and language data, uh, um, because the thing about speech data is that you have information that's coming in in a string, and they're sort of all these different instances in time that have this ordering to them. So, Oh, uh, interesting. Right. So certain types of neural nets, like the ones who have that do the, um, the image processing and the captioning and things like that, you can imagine that an image, you can see the entire image at once. Right. There's just you get big, all the data all at once. Exactly. This big block of pixels and the, the neural net can ingest that entire thing at, at the same time. With speech data, when I'm speaking, it's this, string of sounds that I'm making and you can't just take them all together and push them into one big thing and put it in the neural net all at once. You need to be feeding it into the neural net in the same sort of order that it's coming out of my mouth. Not to mention, even if you did that, it wouldn't be nearly as useful because you'd need to wait until the person's completely finished talking. Whereas my Amazon Alexa starts processing what I'm saying as I'm saying it. Right. And so with recurrent neural nets, the thing that that they're designed to do is to take into account some of that time structure. 
So if you imagine what I was talking about, sort of the generic neural net structure where you have an input, there's some kind of transformation that takes place inside and the, hit, the hidden layers, and then there's an output that you know labels your picture or whatever. Now, imagine that you wanna have that process, but it has also this time component. And what recurrent neural nets do is imagine that hidden layer in the middle Instead of that hidden layer just going from being between the input and the output, that hidden layer also has sort of an arrow that points back onto itself. And oh, so interesting. the neural net has, it's receiving this string of inputs that it's receiving from the, you know, from the environment. Like it's detecting the new uh, sound waves that are coming out of, out, of my, um, out of my mouth as I'm recording this episode right now. But it also has some idea of what's been going on in the past. It knows how I started this sentence and therefore has that context available to it as it's listening and interpreting the next thing I'm saying so that it, you know, so to speak, I'm, I'm sort of anti This is an extremely yeah. long run on sentence. <laughs> <laughs> well, but but I, I mean, you know, you've been processing your sentence as you've been saying it. But so basically you're saying that this recurrent neural net has in a sense, a memory. And in, in, uh, in programming, we refer to that as an internal state, right? So it takes in some kind of input and it does something with the input and it creates some sort of internal state that it holds onto, that's its memory. And so maybe with speech processing as the example, when I start talking, it maybe gets an answer of what I've said so far and it can even spit that out as an, as an output initially, but it holds on to that. And then it takes all of the rest of what I say and it can use the internal state plus the new input with more context to maybe get a better prediction. Yeah, that's right. Based on the way that you started this sentence and the the sound of, you know, the, the words that you're saying, it can figure out, okay, based on how this sentence started, I can make an educated guess about where this sentence is supposed to blend. You know, I just said I just said blend there, so you you blend. which doesn't make any sense in the context I just said, but because you knew I was saying something that where end made a little bit more sense than blend, mm. that might have been what you heard anyway, because your brain was basically <laughs> ready to hear that word even though it wasn't what I said. I see. Very clever of you. You know, it occurs to me that another good use of this would be for something like handwriting recognition. So as the user is writing on a tablet or something and writing in cursive, if they put a vertical line, you might think, oh, that's an I. But then if they, if they cross it, then all of a sudden you know, no, that I that I thought was an I is actually a T. Oh, yeah. So if I'm thinking about that, yeah, definitely in that context of I'm watching this, this handwriting as it's coming in, as opposed to if I have a, a snapshot picture of someone who's already filled up an entire page, then that seems like more of a image recognition problem than a recurrent neural net problem. But yeah, anything where, you know, you want to have some kind of context in addition to just the the stimuli that you're getting from the environment. Now, one of the things that can be a little bit tricky about recurrent neural nets as I've described them right now is if you're familiar with neural nets, then you know that the way that they train them is through uh, this process called backpropagation, where you have, you know, as you're training the neural net, you send in an input the neural net makes a set of calculations, it produces some output. That output 
then is going to have some error relative, you know, there's going to be an error between the prediction and the actual output, like the labels usually um, is the way I think about them. And then you take that error and you kind of pass it backwards through the neural net and you use it to um, improve the, the internal parameters of the model so that in the future, it's more accurate at, at getting those kinds of predictions correct. So mm-hmm. all of this to say that basically there's errors that need to be passed back and forth through your neural net in order to train it. And one of the things that can be tricky about recurrent neural nets is that now your neural net has these feedback loops in it in, in the fact that there's states that feed into themselves over and over again. And so depending on exactly the way that you have it structured, you can very easily run into one of two problems. One is that as you're going through this backpropagation process, you can have the internal weights in the neural net go kind of haywire and things can start to explode if you have a feedback loop, sort of a positive feedback loop. The other thing that can be hard is that you can have more of a negative feedback loop where even though you want to be maintaining some of this context, the backpropagation, that error propagation dies away um, that each time you go through uh, the, the backpropagation, that the error gets smaller and smaller so that eventually it stops improving uh, the neural net once it goes back uh, you know, a certain distance. Anyway, the point is that uh, recurrent neural nets, as I've just described them, have some of these problems with training. And so this is where long short-term memory, the partic- that particular type of architecture of a recurrent neural net comes in. And LSTMs, it starts to get pretty intricate in the exact way that they're set up. Um, and I'm not going to go like deeply into the details here, although I will include some links that I think do a nice job of explaining it. But the main thing that I want to bring up is that LSTMs are designed in such a way that they have what's called input and output gates. So there's some some gating that restricts the flow of information from the input into the hidden layers and from the hidden layers out to the output. So sort of these filters that help um, you know keep the system from being overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. But they also have what are called forget gates. And those are gates that help help the neural net keep track of which pieces of information it wants to keep in its memory for continuing to have them around for context and which pieces of, me- of information it wants to forget about in order to not keep the neural net from getting sort of cluttered up with too much context and you know pr- potentially getting itself confused, so to speak. So it also has the opportunity of forgetting pieces of information that are no longer relevant, that are no longer important pieces of context going forward, which I think is really cool. That is awesome. I I love the idea of a forget gate. I kind of wish I could have one in my brain. It's funny, when you start to read the neural net literature, it borrows a lot of terminology from neuroscience and and things like that. So you have the idea of forgetfulness in recurrent neural nets. There's, There's also people who'll talk about attention. So when you have a neural net or, you know, maybe even a machine learning, other types of machine learning algorithms more broadly, and they're trying to solve a problem, are there particular parts of the problem where there's a lot of computation being going on, you know, and if there is, let's call it attention. Oh my gosh. Or I think I've also read an abstract of a paper or two that talk about regret with respect to machine learning models. I don't know. It starts to get very psychoanalytical almost. (laughs)
Linear Digressions is a Creative Commons endeavor, which means you can share or use it any way you like. Just tell them we said hi. To find out more about this or any other episode of Linear Digressions, go to LinearDigressions.com. And if you like this podcast, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes so other people get to listen to this content too. You can always get in touch with either of us. Our emails are ben at LinearDigressions.com and katie at LinearDigressions.com in case you have comments or suggestions for future shows. You can tweet us at Lin Digressions. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.